leaders, the way you think, uh, the mindset you hold, and where you choose to set your mind matter. I want you to walk into tomorrow with an advantaged way of thinking and viewing mindsets that will serve you in a positive way. Let's talk about what mindsets are, why they are important uh, to you as someone who is leading a business. Uh, walk through some of the most common mindsets that uh, need a boost or to be adjusted. And finally, how you can go about doing that. Welcome to the Advantage Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Vincent Ream, and this is the place to be at the start of each week where you can take positive steps to advance your leadership and enhance your mindsets so that you can produce a major impact on your success and future growth and allow you to be a more effective leader. Welcome back to another episode of the Advantaged Business Solutions Podcast. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I'm looking forward to diving into mindsets with you. So what are mindsets? I like to think of them as where you are intentionally choosing to set your mind. And make no mistake, you intentionally choose to set your mind somewhere all of the time. Most often, it's in a place where uh, you've conditioned yourself to set your mind. The thought patterns you have, uh, your daily habits. Uh, it's like if you go to the gym on a regular basis, it's likely you have a playlist of music you love and a workout routine that you follow. You walk into the gym and without being intentional, set your mind to what's coming. So the dictionary says mindsets are a fixed attitude, disposition, or mood, or an intention or inclination. And I somewhat agree with that, only I don't believe mindsets are fixed in attitude, uh, disposition, mood, intention, or inclination. I do think that mindsets encompass all of those things. However, I believe they can be changed and aren't fixed. Uh, so when you think about your mindsets, it helps to switch the words around and look at them as a place where you are setting your mind. If you were to set your mind down in a place? Would you want it to be a filthy, uh, full of trash and things that could do harm? Or would you rather set it down in a place that is full of wisdom and good things? And that's somewhat of a rhetorical question because after you start to visualize mindsets in this way, the focus on setting yourself up for success through setting your mind in the right place becomes evident. No one, if they are honest, wants to roll around in garbage. Why would you do that to your mind? That also begins the discussion about why this topic is important to leaders like you. But where you set your mind, it matters. In addition to that extremely important visualization of mindsets, having the right mindset about challenges puts you in a state of readiness to take on those challenges. Having the right mindset puts you in an, in an advantaged position uh, to overcome obstacles. The importance of all of this is summed up in intentionality. 
You don't want to lead or run your business in a haphazard way that has no vision, uh, no goals, or no strategy. Preparing your mind by setting it in the right places allows you to be intentional with your decisions. Some crisis comes up, and while most leaders will be in a reactionary mode and, and likely making rash decisions, you can be intentionally making decisions because you've prepared your mind. You've taken the time to repeatedly set your mind in good places. Another important piece of mindset is follow through. When you prepare your mindsets, uh, you ensure that you are more likely to follow through with the uh, significance or significant things that need to be done uh, to achieve your goals and fulfill your vision. And so right away, I want to give you a tool uh, that can help you with your mindset of understanding your team members individually and how that can be leveraged on behalf of your team and business as a whole. Uh, but we'll also ensure that each team member feels seen and understood. And this tool is the six types of working genius. And I will link to the site, uh, the website in the show notes. And I am not an affiliate, and this is not a paid sponsorship, uh, simply a tool I believe in. And simply put, uh, this tool gives you two areas of what are called working genius two areas of working competency, and two areas of working frustration. Uh, the first is obviously the areas where you work the best, uh, where you come most alive, and where you exude the most passion. Uh, the second are areas where you can manage competently, but are not your passions. And finally, the frustrations are areas where you may find yourself working, and it's just a drain on you, both physically and mentally. Uh, the six areas or these six types of genius are wonder, invention, discernment, galvanizing, enabling, and tenacity. And now before you uh, throw this out because of the, of the word enabling, understand that it isn't what you've come to know enablement as. Now, this is about responding to a person who is galvanizing people around a project or event and not about enabling poor behavior. Uh, this is like personality typing, which you may have heard of some of the others, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, DISC. Uh, the difference here is that this is about the way you work. And the more you dig into this, the more you'll realize the usefulness of understanding where your team members operate the best. And real quick, uh, to break these down, wonder is about the big ideas. Coming up with the next big idea uh, or innovative thought. And then invention starts to put together how you'll get the big idea done. From there, discernment looks at uh, what may be missing in the how. And that may look like poking holes in an idea, but really the aim is to make it better before launch. And galvanizing is all about rallying people together to make the thing happen. Enabling is responding to the galvanizer. These people, they see the need of the person and respond to make it happen. Tenacity is about simply seeing a thing through to completion. 
right? The person whose working genius is tenacity is responding to the project or whatever the thing is, and not necessarily the person who is galvanizing like the enabler. Now, these folks, uh, they just like to see things completed. Okay, enough about that. I will link to uh, the websites and uh, the podcast that they have in the show notes. So there are five mindsets I want to address in this episode because they are the ones that I have seen plague leaders. And I have even personally been plagued by them as well to some degree or another uh, throughout my time as a leader over the last 20 plus years. And these are mindsets that need to be either eliminated or corrected in some manner. Now, the first is the way you frame challenges. This is an important one, and I would like you to take a few seconds to answer this question before you continue. How do you handle being faced with challenges? I'll say it again. How do you handle being faced with challenges? If you need to pause this for a few seconds while you get your answer, go ahead. Okay, got your answer? I hope so. So do you look at challenges and see them as something that you have to deal with? Or do you see them as an opportunity to grow and learn something new? The way you look at and frame challenges, not only the way you frame them for yourself, but for others too, is important when it comes to mindsets. Seeing challenges or obstacles as an opportunity to to grow is a game changer for your mindset. And not every leader will be able to set their mind in this place that sees an opportunity for growth for themselves and their team in the face of adversity. If you are viewing challenges as something that must be dealt with, where there is no opportunity, your team will take on this attitude as well. They will set their minds with yours in a place that sees no hope or opportunity in the challenge. And going back to our gym analogy, when you go to the gym, do you expect everything to be easy and offer no resistance? No, that isn't the mindset going in. If it is, you're not thinking clearly or you aren't serious about your health and fitness. Challenges that are presented to you as a leader are to be viewed as an opportunity. It may be to discover and learn something new, or it could be an opportunity to try something new in a situation that is uh, similar to something you've already experienced. Either way, you have been presented with an opportunity. It's up to you as the leader to decide how this opportunity will be viewed, talked about, and ultimately actioned upon. Taking no action, that is a decision to action just simply in another direction. So these mindsets that I am discussing today are of great importance to you as a leader. And honestly, it really doesn't matter if you are the CEO of a large corporation, a small business owner, or leading within someone else's business. The way you lead people in the area of mindset when faced with challenges is pivotal. It will shape the speed of your future success because you may well still be successful without having this positive mindset. If you do take on the mindset that says challenges are opportunities, you will be successful faster and more often. So where you choose to set your mind as it relates to challenges is one that may need to be adjusted based on, based on your answer to the question, 
How do you view challenges? If you already have a strong mindset with this, great. If not, make the change. The next mindset I want to discuss is abundance. And this place to set your mind can go one of two ways. There really is no middle ground. You can choose to set your mind in abundance, or you can choose to set it in the filth of scarcity. And I call scarcity filth here because of the application. If you're choosing to frame a problem with a constraint of scarce resources, that's one thing. But to have scarcity be a place where you set your mind is something else. And that's what we're talking about here. I have seen leaders time and again become the lid on a team because they believe there isn't enough of something to go around. Usually the something is the attention or recognition of great work. A leader can view someone on their team doing great and noteworthy work as a threat to their position. In reality, this should be celebrated because your job as the leader is to pull greatness out of your team. This is simply one facet of the abundance mindset that we need to address. For you as a leader and business owner, the idea that there is an abundance of customers or clients is a hard place to set your mind. You are faced with what appears to be a saturated market everywhere you turn, an ocean of red. So how is it that you can hold a mindset that believes in abundance? First, you have to get macro. Take a step back and look at the big picture. There are, I believe, close to 8 billion people on the planet now. How many of those do you need to serve with your product or service to reach your current goals? When you look at that number as a percentage of the whole, it will bring you a new perspective. Now, you're looking at an extremely small fraction of the population. You could even bring this down smaller and look at the market you serve. I guarantee you can find the number of people in the market you've chosen to play in and then run the numbers and find the percentage of people that you need to serve to reach your goals. Once you run the numbers, sit back and take a deep sigh of relief. Things just got manageable. And now I can honestly say, yes, there are enough people to go around. You will reach your goals because you are now seen with an eye of, an, of abundance. This makes you more of a people magnet too, because you are at ease with who you are and what it is you do. And whether that is providing a service or offering a product, you know success is yours for the taking because there is in fact enough to go around. So briefly, this goes for wealth as well. And wealth is talked about as some elusive dream only attainable by those that are gifted with opportunities or born into the right family. And that simply isn't true. And you will understand this the more you study how wealth is created, particularly the wealth uh, that is created through investments. Study real estate, stocks, crypto, and NFTs. You'll find that wealth is created uh, through these because of increased value. But not because you are gifted with an opportunity or born into the right family. That's why I tell you with confidence that there is an abundance of wealth out there waiting for you to take hold of it. Now, I don't want to let this go, but abundance in wealth, it goes far beyond money. 
there is also something called relational wealth. This kind of wealth is far, far more valuable than money. Because if you were to lose all of your money, you would have the ability to create new wealth in money through the networks of people you've cultivated. That is relational wealth, and that is the real secret to success as a leader. You get to to decide who you surround yourself with. When you are making the decision, you may discover that uh, you have people that are not building you up, not pulling you up higher. In that discovery, you will have to decide if putting your relational wealth in that person is going to increase or decrease your portfolio. And that's a bonus tip here. Take a look at your relational wealth. Surround yourself with the best. And that includes the people on your team. And invest heavily in building the capital there. I can 100% promise you that you won't be disappointed when you are intentional about your investment in relational wealth. So when setting your mind in abundance, you'll want to set it in the right place that says there is in fact enough to go around. All right, the next mindset that I want uh, to look at is the one of the imposter. This is often called imposter syndrome. And syndrome, that means it's like a disease or disorder of some kind. Basically, that means something is not right. That is a fitting description of the imposter mindset because inside of that, you are setting your mind in a place that says you aren't good enough for one reason or another. It will tell you that you aren't good enough to lead your business, that there are other people doing it better. The imposter mindset loves to have you make comparisons of yourself to others that, that one, you are likely not even competing against, and two, not even at the same point or level with. Business owners and leaders that are in the same or similar space as you have likely been leading a lot longer and are successful, which is why your mindset of being an imposter is presenting them to you as evidence to convict you that you are wrong and won't make it. So do you see the value of understanding what's happening When we set our minds in the place of belief that we are an imposter, the evidence is thin and shaky at best. The reality is that you are on your own journey, in your own place and time as a leader, and a, a game of comparison to others is just absolutely fruitless. The only comparison you could make that is relevant is to yourself yesterday to yourself last month or last year. This comparison will present you with uh, some solid and useful evidence of your growth. And when you look at this evidence, does it prove you're growing? If not, what are you going to do about it? This is where you set your mind that doesn't leave margin for the imposter to show up. There is no ear that hears evidence of comparisons done with others. Only the growth mindset has a voice. So the counter to the mindset of being an imposter is we set our minds in the place of growth. All right, the next mindset I want you to consider as a leader, and this is again relevant no matter if you are a CEO of a corporation, the actual owner of a business, or uh, leading within a business that you don't own, and that is the owner mindset. 
If you choose to set your mind in the space that says, I own this place or business, then the investment you bring with your passion, time, and energy will be your absolute best. I have come across leaders who own a business, yet fail to think in a way that says, I am the owner. What happens when they fail to set their minds as the owner is that things quickly start to fall apart. They are avoiding important decisions, uh, they will dodge difficult conversations, and they will hide behind many different things simply to avoid the uncomfortable. The problem with avoiding the uncomfortable is that the discomfort is in fact temporary, but it's viewed as some prolonged torture. Important decisions, difficult conversations, Whatever you view as uncomfortable, it won't last long. You are hurting your abilities to lead effectively when you hide behind self-built walls of busyness. Owners don't think in terms of hiding. You don't have time to hide from decisions or conversations. You need to be leading effectively and efficiently so you can continue to grow yourself, your business, and your team. When you aren't actually the owner, Rather, you are leading within someone else's business. Setting your mind in the place of owning gives you the push to think higher. When you are a stakeholder in the success of a business, it will open you up to pushing the boundaries of creativity and innovation. The simple way to put this is when you put on the mindset of an owner, you view success as a necessity and not just a possibility. In your leadership, don't view leading from any place less than an owner. The last mindset I want to touch on is that of a lifelong learner. When you set your mind in the place of continuous learning, your growth becomes exponential and limitless. Pure and simple, seeing the opportunities to learn something new or expand on existing knowledge It's a mindset that you want to hold tightly to and share with others, especially when you share the mindset with the people on your team. There isn't much more to say here about this other than if you're not looking to learn something new each day, you are missing out on new levels and ways of thinking that could lead you to ask the question which in turn sparks a fire of creativity and innovation within your team of powerful people. I'm sure that being a lifelong learner is a space you can get behind and a space where you will choose to set your mind. Creating new mindsets or correcting existing ones, it's much much the same as building a new habit. Mindsets are much like habits in that they become an automatic action to some trigger. There is a trigger, followed by an action, that ultimately provides us with some sort of reward. And that's not to say that uh, the reward is one that is good and positive. Some of the rewards that we give ourselves aren't good, uh, such as hiding as a way to make yourself feel safe. Safety being the reward, is actually an illusion tied to the level of vulnerability that we will allow ourselves to live in. 
Self-protection only serves to keep us from being vulnerable and building relational wealth. It insulates and isolates us from people. As a leader, that's not what you want. And I say all of that only to demonstrate that a reward isn't always a good thing. So again, mindsets are like habits. New ones can be created and old ones can be corrected or adjusted. And going back to the gym, like improving your level of fitness, creating or correcting mindsets won't be easy. There will be resistance because the familiar is comfortable, known, and easy to flow in. But growth doesn't come without effort and initial discomfort. And that discomfort won't last. And you will then find that you are cruising easily in new mindsets. It's at this point that you'll want to start challenging your mindsets to see where there is more growth for you. And this is a continual process because let's face it, you're a lifelong learner. And if challenging your current mindsets or current way of thinking is something that you're having a problem with, just reach out, send me a DM on social or an email, and we can discuss how you can push through that. Okay, we've looked extensively at where and how to set your mind today. I hope you are feeling prepared to go out and take action toward setting your mind in good places and that you've taken away something of value. And I would ask that you think about what was presented to you here and pinpoint the one mindset you want to either add or the one that you would like to correct. Once you have that pinpointed, send me a DM on social media or an email. Both are linked in the show notes and let me know what that mindset is. Simple, right? Okay. Hey, thank you for listening and looking to grow your leadership. Stay engaged.